Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast live from Nelson Stoke Field. We are here for ACC Ride Forever's Shiny Side Up Bike Fest. The first of four events. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, it's after the fact. But if you are in Christchurch, in or near Christchurch, Tauranga or Carpety slash Wellington over the next three weeks, you are really going to want to come to this event. What have we got here today? I'm standing in the middle of the showgrounds. We've got a strong contingent from ACC's Ride Forever here. You can find out all about those Ride Forever courses. We've got NZTA here with a couple of static displays uh, talking about, uh, you know, your centre road medium barriers and why NZTA do what they do. You can ride, you can sign up for a Ride Forever course. The Rock are on site as well. IAM Road Smart are here to tell you all about what they get up to and being safe on our roads. Avalon Biddle and MTF are here. You can check out Avalon's bike. You see, Ulysses are here as well with some bikes on display. We've got the lounge. Now what's happening in the lounge today? Andrew Stroud he's a bit of a legend as far as road racing goes he got to ride that Britain V1000 he'll be kicking off his yarn about 10 o'clock. Av Biddle will be having a yarn Sergeant Peter Sota who uh, I've talked to a little bit in the last 24 hours. He is uh, with a serious crash unit. He's a policeman and he goes to uh, check out the crash scenes. He's a crash scene investigator Chris Hurran. Now this guy he does a lot of uh, gear testing with motocap and the rub of the road. He'll be having a yarn later on. Heath Ling talking about his solo journey across America. Brett Tuckus. Tuckus? Tuckus? Tuckus. I'm going to find out how to pronounce that properly as the day goes on. He's going to be talking to us about the secrets to safer riding. You're going to get your chance to ask questions with a Q&A session uh, around about 1pm. Av Biddle, Chris Hurran. And then we start again with Av Biddle, Chris Hurran, Heath Ling, Brent Tuckus and Andrew Stroud rounding off the day. Other things happening today, the Moto Jim Carner Championship kicks off today. James Riley, now you might remember a few episodes ago, we uh, we went for a ride uh, with the Moto Jim Carner guys. They're here on site and it was great to see them. We'll catch up with them later on. Uh, ABS and staying in control. Duncan Seed will be showing us uh, what it's like to lock up a bike with and without ABS. Enduro and trials rider Jake Whitaker is here with his uh, ramps, his trials and his enduro bike. Uh, I've seen him warming up. That is definitely something to be watching. Dave McKenna is here with his factory Yamaha stunt bike. Uh, and the police, and we've got two police riders on site as well with uh, with their police bikes up from Christchurch. So looking forward to all that. That's all happening throughout the day. It is Shiny Sign Up Bike Fest. 10 till 4 today. We are at Saxon Field in Stoke, Nelson. Shortly we'll be catching up with some of the people here so you can hear all about it on the podcast. Stick with us. Thank you very much for tuning in to Kiwi Rider Podcast. So we're still about half an hour before we uh, kick off this event that is Shiny Side Up Bike Fest in Nelson. But one of the main tents here today is IAM Road Smart and catching up with Tim Monk Mason. Tim, what is your role with IAM Road Smart? So I'm we're on the top of South Island, so I'm the chairperson of the top of the South Island Regional IAM Road Smart. And what is IAM Roadsmart? So IAM Roadsmart, IAM came from the British Institute of Advanced Motorists and they use a system that is created by the British police. So their top riders, their pursuit riders, their top drivers ended up training to a level that was just so far ahead of anything else. They put it together in a handbook for themselves and a group of people took that as a place to go if you go to defensive driving or defensive riding and you want to go even further 
then we board it to New Zealand. We're not part of the English group or our own group, but we use the same system. We're a charity, and our ideal is to mentor motorcycle riders to be better, safer riders. Okay, so mentoring, what, what does that entail? Uh, observed rides, I'm assuming? It, it, exactly, it's observed rides. So we're not trainers, we don't get paid, and we have to be very careful we are not trainers. We have a book that somebody that um, wants to become an associate, which means that they want to learn, um, they, they, they've, they've got to get the book, it's the Bible, it's the Bible, it tells them everything. Then we have a little Kiwi version of it as well. And there's a system, it's a really, really good system about planning in advance for what's happening next, being aware of hazards, making a plan that's going to account for what might happen at a hazard. We simply go out with a rider, we watch what they're doing, we observe them, we sit down over a cup of coffee and we talk about it and we identify, here's a couple of things to try. Now, you come out and follow me, I'll practice those things, you watch me, see what you think, go away, practice those things, we meet in another month's time and we have a and, and, and have a look at it. Brilliant. IAM Road Smart. If you want to know more, get to your local shiny side up or check out iam.org.nz. Too easy. Thanks very much for your time. Yeah, so my name's Dave McKenna and I'm a factory stunt rider for Yamaha Australia. And you've got a sexy looking brand new MT-09 parked here at Shiny Side Up. Yeah, yeah, this is the uh, second time out on it. So I've only done one show back in Sydney at the Expo. Um, still running it in, the brakes are still all fresh, but had a bit of a practice ride yesterday and it was, uh, yeah, it's awesome, running really good. So what is it you do, stunt rider? I mean, you're up on, what, is it like ballet on a bike? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. It's um, like an extreme ballet, so you use the front wheel, the back wheel, you know, standing on the tank, on the seat so to put the bike in all sorts of crazy positions and uh, one of my favorite things at the moment to do is big fast stoppies so and then turn it around at the end you know, 360s 270s whatever it might be so 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 paint the picture for us you're screaming down in a straight line then you slam on the front brake and what flick it around onto the back wheel in a 180 yeah it depends on the area here's pretty good so i could probably roll out you know maybe 100 200 foot and then at the end i'll spin it around on the front wheel and land it nice close next to the crowd so that's my, one of my favorite things at the moment but awesome so what is it what what, what kind of uh training goes into being as good as you are on two wheels um well i grew up on dirt bikes so from five and then up, up till 17 you know rode those um got straight into stunt riding and um you know it was pretty much every day every other day of the week until sort of mid-20s went to china done a few years there but yeah you're always learning you never you never master it really like even now it's still working on new tricks and that's probably half the fun of it keeps you on your toes so awesome dave mckenna look forward to seeing you on two wheels and we'll be right up there uh you'll be joining us at all four bike fest events across the country yeah yeah can't wait uh, last year i done capity and hampton downs so but this time i got the whole country so yeah looking forward to getting around put on a show for you guys brilliant thanks very much for your time well, from all the fun and frivolity that is Shiny Side Up, we must cross back to the studio and catch up with Matthew Day Gillett with the news. Right, yeah, so with Ray gallivanting around the country at the Shiny Side Up Festival in Nelson, uh, shoes on the other foot. Um, feels a bit weird for me to be the one uh, stuck at home in the studio. Um, but without further ado, here's this week's news. So, first up, Motorcycling New Zealand is opening up 
nominations for the biannual New Zealand Motorcycle Awards, uh, which celebrate the achievements of the most outstanding achievers in and contributors to motorcycle sport in this country. Uh, nominations are open now until the 3rd of April 2020 for the selection period uh, of 1st January 2018 to 31st of December 2019. Uh, nomination criteria and nomination forms can be found on the MNZ website, mnz.co.nz. Uh, basically, uh, a meeting of the selection com- committee will take place after the 3rd of April and the finalists will then be announced. All finalists will then be invited as special guests to an awards dinner in, on Saturday at the 16th of May 2020 at the Harborside Function Centre. Uh, the awards categories, if you're looking to nominate someone, are Best Up-and-Coming Rider in Off-Road, Best Up-and-Coming Rider on Road, uh, Male Rider of the Year, Female Rider of the Year, uh, Service to Motorcycling Award. Uh, so if you know a likely candidate, please ensure uh, MNZ receives your nomination by the 3rd of April. Uh, best place to send those nominations is to send them to the uh, GM of Motorcycling New Zealand, Virginia Henderson. Uh, basically, gmo at mnz.co.nz. Or you can uh, chuck it in the snail mail, PO Box 253 Huntley 3740. Now, new bike news. This week's been pretty good in terms of new bikes. Uh, first up, we have a new Triumph Street Triple. Uh, so late last year, Triumph announced an update to the Street Triple RS. Uh, you may recall, uh, basically, they gave it eyebrows uh, with uh, LED running lights. Uh, gave it a whole other cool, whole other bunch of cool stuff, including a more responsive 765cc triple cylinder engine. And now that's all filtering down to the Street Triple R. Now, if you don't remember, the Street Triple R used to be the top tier bike in the street triple range until the RS was introduced in the latest generation Uh, but it's still got its own sort of vibe it sets itself apart with a really sexy red subframe Um, and personally I think that the street triple R is probably the best value and best bike in the range and that's just gotten even better lately Uh, coming up for 2020 is an aggressive new attitude and refreshed styling inspired by the RS model Uh, so that means all new bodywork including a fly screen air intake side panels and rear seat cowl also it's got the eyebrows um which honestly it's a thing with triumphs they tend to oh how do i put this they like to make changes to the headlights on their street and speed models um and at first it's right in your face and you immediately go what the hell what have they done and then it slowly grows on you and I'm going to admit it, I really dig the eyebrows now. Um, Also included is a new silencer. Uh, Remember the Street Triple separates itself visually from the Speed Triple with an underslung exhaust instead of the twin cans underneath the seat. Um, There's two new paint colours as well, Sapphire Black and Matte Silver Ice. Um, And of course, the bike retains that sexy red subframe. Power-wise, the new engine is updated for Euro 5 compliance. Somehow, though, they've managed to reduce rotational inertia by 7% uh, which brings low down and mid-range usable torque up for more responsiveness. Uh, the power also comes in at 12,000 RPM uh, from the inline 3 engine, 116 horsepower and 77 newton meters of torque which hits its peak at 9,400 RPM. So just like the top spec RS model, the Street Triple R has a 6-speed gearbox with a short first and second gear ratio. Uh, that's basically to, to give it really, really good acceleration. It also features a slip and assist clutch meaning no rear wheel lockups on hard downshifting and a 
lighter touch at the clutch lever. Uh, braking comes in the form of massive Brembo M4.32 four-piston radial monoblock calipers up front. Uh, on the rear, there is a single-piston Brembo. Uh, suspension, Showa 41mm upside-down separate function big piston forks uh, with a piggyback reservoir monoshock RSU outback. Both are fully adjustable for preload, compression dampening and rebound dampening. And Interestingly, for this year, and this is something that riders of the previous bike really, really wanted, it had a quick shifter, but it only went one way. For 2020, the Street Triple R has an up and down quick shifter as standard, um, making this wicked value for money. Speaking of money, Triumph New Zealand haven't gotten back to us at yet uh, in terms of how much the pricing will be, but overseas, Triumph have been saying that this is the best value you are going to get in the Street Triple range. Uh, we'll update you as soon as Triumph Motorcycles New Zealand has announced pricing and expected arrival date of the first shipment of these bikes. Uh, but you can bet that uh, we'll be lining up along with our mates from Kiwi Rider uh, to give these things a fang when they arrive because man it looks cool and man are they a good bike. Uh, so, Indian Motorcycles, we haven't spoken about them for a while, and now they have just announced the return of the Roadmaster Elite for the 2020 lineup. Uh, as Indian's premier touring machine, the 2020 Roadmaster Elite takes the company's special craftsmanship. Uh, it is one of the most beautiful looking engines in the world, that Thunderstroke, uh, and it takes it to a whole new level, delivering a one of a kind touring experience with a price point to match. Uh, so, priced from $49,995 plus on road costs. Uh, so you're looking at just shy of 51 grand uh, by the time you walk out the dealership door. Um, the new bike is powered by the updated uh, Thunderstroke 116 engine. Uh, so that is the big brother to the tried and true Thunderstroke 111, which has been around since, I think, 2014. Indian says the Roadmaster Elite pairs modern touring amenities with Indian's iconic take on modern motorcycling. Um, so keeping the aesthetics in eye-catching fashion, Indian has gone <laughs> pretty hardcore here with every Roadmaster Elite undergoing a meticulous paint process that takes more than 30 hours to complete and is finished by hand. Uh, so you know where your money's going, it's paying some poor bloke to hand paint this bike. Included in the paint palette is Thunder Black Vivid Crystal over Gunmetal Flak, which, uh, oh man, i got to tell you, it looks very, very sexy, which is offset with red pinstripes and exclusive red elite badging. Uh, so basically the red elite badging, the Indian logo on the primary drive case is a red and black Indian Chief. It looks wicked. The paint's pretty cool. Um, being a big touring bike and with uh, technology... Being a bit of a thing with these big bikes, they're sort of a flagship, you want to be noticed, you want to have all the comforts of driving your car but you want the freedom of riding your bike. Uh, this thing's got an upgraded 600 watt power band audio plus system, uh, which means uh, basically exceptional sound and clarity from high powered fairing trunk and saddlebag speakers that are 50% louder than the stock audio system offered on the 2020 Roadmaster and Roadmaster Dark Horse models. 50% louder. Basically, uh, you're going to need a loud exhaust for people to hear your exhaust because that stereo is going to thump. Basically, it also, inf it also features 
an enhanced 9-band dynamic equaliser that auto-adjusts specific frequencies to the optimal level at different vehicle speeds to comp- compensate for road, wind and engine noise. Uh, this is actually a really, really cool thing that Indian does. You can just jump on their bikes and ride, and if you're in town, it drops the volume so that everyone doesn't uh, hear you listening to News Talk ZB or whatnot and thinking you're a bit of a twit. Uh, so as Indian's most powerful air-cooled engine, now remember there's a new water-cooled engine coming out in the Indian Challenger this year, uh, the Thunderstroke 116 is 1890cc's of V-twin fury. Uh, features a new high-flow cylinder head that delivers class-leading performance with 168 newton meters of torque. Um, Indian doesn't say at which RPM, but these bikes tend to rev pretty low, and additionally, Indian has actually fitted this with selectable ride modes, including Tour, Standard, and Sport, which allow riders to adjust the throttle response to suit their preference. Uh, as usual, for Indian's premium offerings, the Ride Command infotainment system is also equipped out of the gate. Uh, this 7-inch glove-compatible touchscreen features turn-by-turn navigation which at this stage we aren't clear on whether or not the turn-by-turn navigation is going to be available in New Zealand. Sometimes we miss out on the more awesome features of the electronic uh, age of motorcycling um, but we will update you once Indian tells us. Uh, it's also got customizable rider information screens, Bluetooth compatibility and pairs with the Indian Motorcycle Ro- Ride Command mobile app uh, which basically gives you uh, remote access to key vehicle information and you can just look at your bike look at all its stats on your phone which is pretty cool and is becoming a bit common now these days. Uh, riders can also plan a route with up to 100 points on the Ride Command website and wirelessly transfer it to the bike via Bluetooth. Now again not too sure if this navigation function is going to work in New Zealand but we'll let you know once it's been cleared up for us. Standard equipment includes a tank mounted analog fuel and voltmeter gauge, rear cylinder deactivation for saving fuel, LED lighting which Indian calls Pathfinder, um, pretty good name because LED lighting is bloody good these days. Seating is genuine two-up touring seat uh, with heated seats for both the rider and passenger so your pillion's not going to miss out there. Passenger armrests, heated hand grips and a power adjustable windscreen. The only thing this bike doesn't have is a cup holder in those armrests for your pillion. So the Roadmaster Elite is expected to make its Kiwi debut in May and seriously get down to your local Indian dealer because these things look cool. Best yet, this new Thunderstroke engine and I'll be honest I'm not a huge fan of the gearbox. It is basically in the Thunderstroke 111 it feels a bit unrefined it feels like you're whacking two hammers together sometimes when you're changing gear but honestly hands down this is still one of the most beautiful eye-catching engines you are gonna see on a motorcycle um so get on down in may once these bikes start dropping um because man they are they're a lot of money but man you're getting a lot of bike for your money uh last but not least can't remember if i covered this last week 2020 marks 30 years since harley davidson debuted the fat boy nameplate so sure it's not the best name in the harley stable by a long shot but when it comes to the iconic modern Harley Davidson silhouette uh, few come close to the Fat Boy uh, introduced in 1989 as a 1990 model the original Fat Boy was designed by Harley Davidson stylist Willie G Davidson uh, so he's the grandson of one of the founders and Louis Nets and combined a fresh contemporary look with classic Harley Davidson styling cues uh, that's one of the reasons this bike has stood the test of time it just looks as a Harley should <laughs> when asked about where the name came from uh, this is what Willie G Davidson had to say uh, you probably 
wondering how he came up with the name like Fatboy, and I've heard a lot of tales about this, nearly all of which are untrue. Here's the real story. It's tough to come up with names that will be popular on the street. We always have to ask ourselves, what's the street going to name this? And work from there. We were looking for something unusual and maybe even a little bit irreverent because there's some sort of cool about poking fun at your products from time to time. And to a lot of other insiders who'd seen it, the bike had a massive fat look. So the folks in marketing came up with the name Fatboy and the street picked it up. So for 2020, Harley is debuting limited edition 30th anniversary model uh, and that is going to be priced from 38495 uh, It's limited to 2,500 models worldwide and it's powered by the Milwaukee, one, Milwaukee 8 114 engine and comes complete with its own special styling cues. Best of all, it's kind of got, I want to say bronze engine components. It's a very, very good looking bike. It's black and gold. It's a Harley. It looks right. And it is going to be arriving sometime later this year. Uh, it's a shame though, because it looks so good. And hey, the Fat Boy is a model that is going to stick around as long as Harley keeps producing these big engine, big twin bikes. Uh, a shame it's just limited to 2,500 bikes in this limited edition uh, livery because it looks great. Uh, if you want to have a look at it in pictures, uh, check it out in the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine or jump online at onthrottle.co.nz uh, for this story and a whole lot more. And that's been your Kiwi Rider podcast news for this week. Back to Ray at Shiny Side Up. And back now to Shiny Side Up here and Stoke Sunny Nelson at Shiny Side Up 2020. So I'm Brooke Mitchell and I'm from the transport agency. Um, I'm a vehicle standards engineer, so my focus is on uh, motorcycle safety and vehicle safety from the kind of mechanical perspective. Um, and we're here just covering off some of the road safety aspects like road safety barriers and looking after your bike and making sure your tyre pressures are good and you've got the right gear. So there's a lot you can do to make your bike safe, but when it comes to, to, to you know safety on the roads, you've got a couple of big barriers here. Talk to us about the different... What, what are these barriers and what, what's the difference between them? So we've got the uh, the new one which is uh, looked on better by most motorcyclists which is the kind of solid barrier with the um, under run protection on it so that's a flexible under run protection to stop motorcyclists sliding into the vertical supports um, and that's going on our more popular motorcycle routes so there's some a lot up around the Coromandel loops and um, there's some going on locally around Takaka Hill as well I believe. Awesome so that would uh, replace you standard wire rope medium barrier which we can see here which is your your vertical whites yeah, with the um, wire. Replace or complement um, so they're usually I believe put on um, routes where there's more motorcycles or where there's more likely to be motorcycles sliding into them whereas the rope barriers are um, used on places where we need that traffic separation. And so you guys are just here essentially um, bridging that gap because I can imagine a lot of motorcyclists just look at NZTA and go oh they're the guys that ruin all our fun pretty much yeah yeah trying to yeah bring some positive side out here and have a chat to people yeah hey, I said you, you see you you mentioned you've got some information here on some of the the cooler routes around the area yeah so um, I'd have to go grab a flyer but um, yeah some of the, we've got some routes around for the upper north sorry upper south island so the north of the south island um, around popular routes and where you might like to go brilliant well Brooke thanks very much for your time and um, have a have a great day here at Shiny Side Up Bike Fest. Cheers.
So we're catching up with James Riley. James Riley is uh, in charge of Moto Jim Kana. Now we talked to Emanuela and James a few episodes ago, quite a number of episodes ago when we gave Moto Jim Kana a crack. James, things have got a little bit more serious since we last talked to you. Absolutely, yes. Um, we've taken the opportunity with the shiny side up this year to uh, have a national competition. So um, today Nelson is the first round of the um, very first Moto Jim Kana New Zealand uh, national championship. Brilliant. Is it is it round one this morning, round two this afternoon, or is it all round one? It's all round one, so uh, riders will get four chances at the course, uh, which is a little bit more than the normal two uh, chances that you would normally get. Um, so we're just doing one round today, and next round will be in Christchurch next weekend. Who's leading so far? I am. <laughs> <laughs> is that because you designed the course? Uh, no, I didn't design the course. I gave that job to Matthew, um, who's uh, very competent rider but um, he's uh, he's not one of our fastest so um, he's uh, he's been given the uh, the clerk of the course job this year yeah leaving us to, uh, to have a race on so I heard Emanuela was beating her uh, her her fiance, fiance. Uh, yeah Emanuela is beating Matthew so um, yeah well done to Emanuela she's only got a, um, a provisional license because she's got an Australian one so equivalent to our restricted um, so still new riders but giving it a go and uh, giving it a go hard so it's great awesome Motor Jim Carner. Now, if you want to know more, if you can't make it to a shiny side up, or maybe you've been to a shiny side up and seen you guys in action, how do we uh, find out more about Moto Jim Carner? The most fun you can have on two wheels. Um, it is quite easy. We're um, on Facebook as Moto Jim Carner uh, New Zealand NZ or Coneheads. Um, we've also got a good presence with the club in Wellington there, um, and also on uh, the web we've got Moto Jim so the wind's picking up, which hopefully might blow away some of this um, ominous cloud, but I haven't seen any decent rain yet. And we've come over to the fluoro yellow tents. It is uh, MTF's uh, Avalon Biddle Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, congratulations. Belated congratulations on your uh, your efforts at, towards the start of this year. Well, last year, I should say. Yeah, it's last year now. Um, unfortunately, my uh, trying to retain my title wasn't going quite so well so far this year. But yeah, it's a, a fantastic achievement and great to be racing with the number one plate out there on my super sport bike. Did I see flames come out of your bike at some stage? <laughs> Possibly. It was just because you were that hot, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a malfunction, the actual flames, but the ones out there exhausted good ones. <laughs> uh, so you're at Shiny Side Up and you're giving a few talks uh, for your talk series uh, events as well. Uh, I didn't catch you on this morning, but I'm looking forward to getting in this afternoon. What sort of things are we covering? Um, I'm talking about mostly some rider skills, uh, some, I guess some tips and little tricks that I've learned along my way in racing motorcycles. I've been racing for 14 years now. Uh, everything from... It's been that long? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, so I guess, yeah, I'm 27, so I spent half, more than half my life dedicated to racing motorbikes. And yeah, everything from when I started on the bucket track to racing in the World Championships. So it's pretty cool that I can share a few tips with some people here today. And even you, as a professional motorcycle racer, will get amongst on a Ryan Forever course. Yeah, 100%. I actually really, really enjoy the Ride Forever courses. I enjoy the social aspect of it, I'm not going to lie as well. It's quite cool how you have the intercom and you can speak to people on your ride because obviously with racing it's just you and the bike out there. So I definitely enjoy meeting new people and going on those Ride Forever trips and days but also I, I've learned a lot from them, I'm not going to lie. Like like opposite to most people, I started racing and then got into road riding whereas most people start road riding and then get into racing. So yeah, the, I've definitely learned a lot uh, from the Ride Forever courses. I find them really beneficial. 
Awesome. Hey, well, thanks very much for, for taking the time to be here in Nelson today. Uh, you're coming to three out of the four bike fest events? Yeah, I'll be at the next uh, the next two in Christchurch and Tauranga. So, yep, looking forward to seeing you and seeing everyone else there as well. And what's next for your racing uh, series? Our next event is Motorfest at Hampton Downs. So that's the next round of the New Zealand Superbike Championship. Yeah, really, really looking forward to it. It's still a few weeks away. So I've got to get some training under my belt, get back to race fitness and get my bikes prepared and ready to get back out there. Well, I'll be let you go. You've got, a, you've got a queue of people wanting signatures on your posters. Uh, and the sponsors, MTF, have got a competition running here at Shiny Side Up as well, haven't they? Yeah, they do. Yep, MTF are great supporters of my racing and, and great getting involved in community events like this. So really grateful for them. They've put up a $100 fuel voucher for a lucky person today and yeah we've got heaps of posters and giveaways for everyone. MTF are just good people aren't they? I think they funded my last four motorbikes. <laughs> yeah. They're great like that, yep. Awesome, well thank you very much and we'll catch up with you as the day goes on. Awesome, thank you. Catching up with Jake Whitaker uh, after your uh, demonstration, uh, your first demonstration of the day. Uh, you're you're ridiculously talented. Why? How are you so good on two wheels? Um, well, yeah, I've spent a lot of time practicing over the years, <laughs> and yeah, hours and hours and hours of practice. Um, yeah, I've just I've just grown up on two wheels, and I, I love what I do. So yeah. How long have you been riding? Uh, 16 years. I've been on a motorbike for. So you're what, 18 years old? No, I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm 28 years old. This interview's going well so far isn't it <laughs> what are you we're at shiny side up what are you doing here today uh, so yeah I'm just I'm just uh, entertainment here um, part of the entertainment anyway put it that way I'm riding my trials bike and my enduro bike I don't do too much of this demonstration riding I normally um, I'm competing in enduro events around the country and stuff um, it's hard to these events a lot of the time clash with my racing so I don't get to spend too much time doing these unfortunately but when I do I really enjoy them and yeah I'm just showing off some of my, my skills to the public. Are you going to be at all four uh, Shiny Side Up Bike Fest events? Yeah, all four. So we head down to Christchurch after this um, next week and, and then Tauranga and then Kapiti and Wellington. Brilliant. Now you're, uh, you live just down the road from me in Wainui. Yeah, yeah, Wainui, born and bred. So um, yeah, I do a lot of my riding and stuff in um, Wellington region. I do um, a lot of my training and stuff up in the um, Akatara Forest and on my enduro bike anyway and I've got some stuff closer to home that I ride my trolls bike on. Now we've got an episode coming up shortly where we talk about, um, we check out the new Beta Enduro bikes and we go and check out how good Dylan Ball is. How good is that young fella? Yeah, Dylan's um, come along leaps and bounds over the years. I um, remember Dylan when he was oh, two years old, turning around on his little balance bike like my boy is today and um, yeah, Dylan's just come up through the grades really quick and he's at the top of his game now and he's still got heaps of room to improve and I'm sure he will and he's um, got a yeah, bright future. Although he doesn't have uh, quite as many accolades to his name as you do. I heard your wife talking about a number of things but you've got two Guinness World Records. Yeah so um, yeah that was something that was a little bit unexpected. I got approached by um, a Guinness, the Guinness World Record people um, here in New Zealand actually quite a number of years ago and they sent me a video link of some guys breaking a Guinness World Record on a trolls bike over um, some 40 gallon drums standing up on the end spaced apart and the record was to jump up and ride along the tops of them and um, I, I've had never done 
anything like that before. Well, similar things on a trolls bike, but never tried to break this particular record. And it's kind of a hard thing to set up in your backyard. So I um, went up to Auckland um, on the TV show and I managed to break it. And I think my first try across, and um, and then I rebroke it again two years after in China. They invited me over there to try and rebreak my own record, and I went over and done it again. So, so how how many forty four gallon drums in a row? I think it was over twenty. I think I got twenty eight in my head. Um, they were about a meter apart, and they was they were standing up on their ends, and then they had two um, right angle corners on them as well. So you had to ride along them, and then hop sideways to the next row, ride along, and then hop sideways to the next row, and then off the end. Um, so it wasn't as easy as just getting up and riding along the tops of them. There's quite big gaps between them, and you had to transfer to the next next one as well. So yeah. Well, seeing you here today, I can imagine exactly how you did it. Um, so thanks very much for coming along to Shiny Side Up. Uh, I look forward to your this afternoon, your second demonstration. And if people want to come and uh, check out how good a trials rider can be, come and check you out at the next Shiny Side Up event where Christchurch, Tauranga, and Kapiti over the next three weeks. Yep, that's the one. I look forward to it. Cheers. Well, it's been a great day here at uh, Shiny Sun Up Bike Fest. Uh, the rain has predominantly stayed away. And one man who I've struggled to catch up with, because you've been a busy man, you've been a bit elusive, it's Brent Tax. Hello. Yeah, well, hello. Yeah, I've had a, a lot of people here that have just wanted to chat and talk. So it's been busy already. It's brilliant. It's kind of why we're here, right? Just to open those lines of communication. Well, this is what it's all about. It's about getting together as riders, about sharing information. And, you know, I'm really, I'm just so honored to be here because because to come across, I mean, literally halfway around the world to, to share the things that I've learned in a very large country with so many unique opportunities and share it here with this riding community. This is fun. I, this, is, this is what hypes me up. This is what gets me excited. I mean, I'm like everybody else, I'm a motorcyclist and I'm passionate about what I do. So why are you here? What are you talking about? What have you learned in your years on two wheels? Well, what I'm talking about here, there, we're, we're not going to go in because this podcast is not going to be days long, so we'll keep it kind of simple. But the reason I'm here at the Shiny Side Up series is I train uh, military and police and I train a lot of instructors in the States. That's kind of my main gig. And doing the military, I do on-road training. It's like a five-day program. I do night training and we do close course training. We pull radar guns out. We check braking. And it's been a fantastic laboratory to see how training affects riders' attitudes and how it affects their riding skills. And this is 11 years now doing this with the military and constantly being able to change it because I work with the special ops community. So they don't have a lot of guidance for me. They let me get away with what I want to do as long as the mission is getting done. Spec ops, that sounds technical. Well, it's... <laughs> now, I do off-road training. I can't talk about that because I have to kill you. <laughs> but the on-road training, my goal is to keep the guys alive when they're on their own motorcycles. You know, Because, uh, let's face it, these guys are very expensive assets to the U.S. And so I have to keep them alive. So we're talking about braking, we're talking about cornering, we're talking about the myths of motorcycle, things that we all believe as motorcyclists that aren't true. And here's my favorite thing. This is what I really get into, rider psychology. Why do we do the things we do and why do we make bad choices when we know they're bad choices? Wow, that's a big topic. 
you know, it's only 30 minutes. So, <laughs> so I'm on the plane because, you know, when they, when they finally locked me down for this, I was in Columbia and then I had a big tour around the state. So I'm on the plane flying over here, dialing everything in and, and I cut it down in half when I landed in Christchurch. And then I woke up this morning and I, I crawled out of bed and I cut my, my talk in half again and, uh, and just trying to get it dialed in for, for the time frame that we have. But the first first presentation day was outstanding. People really responded to well, and, and it really made people think, and that's what I want people to do, and and give them something solid they can take with them on onto the road. Because of course we're here at uh, Shiny Side Up Bike Fest, but Shiny Side Up is eleven locations, which includes Bike Fest and the Talk Series events, and you're at all of them. I'm I'm going to be doing all of them. I missed the uh, the first ones that were down on the south end of the South Island because I was busy, but I catch everything from Nelson Christchurch and then everything. North of here so I'll be doing all the talk series and I'll do all the events like today brilliant well thanks very much for being here today um, and and uh, thanks for just coming halfway around the world to talk to motorcyclists about what you're up to well I I'm, I'm really happy to be here and, and I'll, yeah here's so let me let me throw something at you since we're just chatting here and and I have the mic you know, one of the things I, I do is I always go, let's question what we believe. And, and so I, I bring up and I talk about the stats. You know, we all think it's the, it's the car that pulls out in front of us. And it turns out almost three quarters of all the fatalities, there's no car involved. It's just us as motorcyclists. And we go, huh, that doesn't make sense. But even little things like, you know, if I ask uh, riders, okay, let's talk about suspension. I go, you add the throttle. What's the front end do? And every rider goes, the front end goes up. And I go, you add, rear, you add throttle. What's the back end do? And they all go, it squats. And it's wrong. Right, the, the backing goes up. This is how we get extra traction on the ground. This is all about leverage. It's about anti-squat geometry. And it really, when you bring these things up to people, it makes them go, maybe, maybe everything I know isn't really true. And, and I should question this. So I, I'm hoping that the, the listeners of the podcast here take the opportunity and, and come out to the shiny side up, the talk series and, and the full events and, and not just listen to me, but there's some really great speakers here. I mean, the Britain uh, bike is here and, and there's, it's just, it's a great event. It's, they, they really need to come out here. Fascinating. I think I'm going to pin you down uh, before the Christchurch event and find out more about this and, and, and question some of my ideals. Brent Tax and Shiny Side Up, thank you very much for coming. Uh, I look forward to your next chat, which I think is happening at 3 o'clock. Till then, enjoy the rest of your day. Excellent. It's time for coffee. One long black coming up. Catching up now with Sergeant Peter Soter. Now, you're a crash scene investigator but you're here at Shiny Side Up doing the talk series events as well as the bike series events. Firstly, hello, welcome. Welcome back to you. It's good, <laughs> it's good to be here. Uh, what are you here talking about? What does your, your conversation include? So obviously with the role we do in the police or I do in the police investigating fatal crashes, it gives me a very strange look at what goes on and it gives me a different perspective to what's actually happening out there. Um, you hear a lot of people talking about guys being cut off by cars and, and hitting gravel and, and going down because of the diesel and in all honesty at the end of the investigation that's just not borne out and so I'm trying to come here and sort of ruin a few urban myths dispel those try and give people the real truth of what's going on because if we deny the fact that as motorcyclists we bring a lot of the harm on ourselves then we're never going to do anything about fixing it if we just put the blame onto the car drivers we're never going to take ownership of what is actually a problem that we as motorcyclists need
need to take ownership of and need to fix. Obviously you're an avid motorcyclist yourself. I believe this little puppy in front of us is reasonably new. The Indian FTR 1200. Is this yours? It is indeed. It's something that uh, I've been uh, looking at online and suddenly the opportunity came up to buy one so uh, yeah I was in like a robber's dog. <laughs> I can see that grin spreading across your face as soon as you talk about it. This is an outstanding bike. Now you've, you've done a bit of a road trip so far on it. Where have you been? 4th of February we came across on the ferry all the way down to the Burt, uh, down at Invercargill and then we just slowly were making our way back up through the centre of the uh, South Island enjoying the roads, enjoying the weather enjoying some great hospitality and some great riding. Now of course occasionally you buy a bike or you get on a bike and it's not it doesn't like it doesn't live up to that that, that vibe, that feeling. Uh, you've done a lot of K's on this thing now uh, what are your thoughts? Actually every time I ride it I reckon it gets better I, I'm starting to, coming from a Japanese background with multi-cylinder four-cylinder bikes, I've got to learn how to re-ride the bike because now this, I've got a big torquey V-twin so it's totally different coming into corners and not having to flick it down through the gears to keep the engine buzzing, even though this thing will rev, it, it revs really well but it's easier just to, it's more relaxed um, and I've been very fortunate in the trips I've been doing I've been riding with Dave Moss, so he's been helping me sort out the suspension, we've got the suspension now sorted, this thing is just a dream to ride and I can't say enough I, you, you see me, I, mean, I just grin from <laughs> ear to ear every time I get on the bike it is just it is just so much fun Fantastic, well thanks very much for uh, making the uh, time to, to join us at Shiny Side Up, uh, I look forward to catching your chant this afternoon, you'll be uh, uh, you're hitting the you're hitting the stage one more time aren't you? No I've done are you, are you done for the day? I'm done for the day Oh gentlemen's hours. I've got a I've got a ferry to catch, taking, oh, right. taking me back to Wellington at which point I've then got to race around and catch well, catch up with my wife who's just flying back from Japan on a holiday so life is busy. But, but you'll, be, you'll, you'll be at future events won't you? Yeah then I jump onto another ferry next week to uh, come down to the Christchurch event and so yeah I'm looking forward again to uh, another trip down on the FTR down from uh, Picton to Christchurch and return. Wow you've managed that well. Thank you very much Sergeant Peter Soto well, I look forward to catching you in Christchurch then. Cheers thanks a lot. My name's Dale, I've been doing the Gymkhana on a 1200GS with big fat knobbies on. <laughs> and your first time doing one of Gymkhana was? Yesterday afternoon. Wow! And this is not a small bike, why do you do this? Why not? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I can and just a bit of a fun, you know. Great, and I hear you came fourth but you got the fastest big bike as well. Yeah, um, they've got a class for over 750s and I was the fastest in that, so. Nice, so what goes through your head when you've got such a big bike to manoeuvre through such a tight course? I probably can't use those actual words, but crap. <laughs> <laughs> well done, and thanks for coming to Shiny Side Up. Thank you. I'm Pete Daly. I'm the co-program lead for Ride Forever. Uh, John Burton, the same as Pete. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, is it fair to say the new guys in charge of Ride Forever? Um, yeah, we, we kind of like that. We both got different sets of skills, and we're going to, you know, progress on with Ride Forever from where it's uh, been outrageously successful for the last few years. So we're at Shiny Side Up right now. Thoughts on the event so far? Uh, really good. Yeah, really good turnout. Um, lots of engagement. Lots of people around. But a bit of a shame about the rain scare and everybody away in the last hour. Talk to me about Shiny Side Up. Like uh, we've, we've been talking about it all day, but what is Shiny Side Up and why does it exist? Well, I'm, I'm going to pass that one to John because he's been in the game a lot longer than I have. So, so Shiny Side Up is, is really an opportunity for us to engage with the motorcycling community. We can try and push the Ride Forever courses and safety messages as much as we want throughout the sort of year. But when we do Shiny Side Up, it's about getting into the communities, talking to people face to face, telling them about what we 
we do and how to be safer on the roads and giving it a little bit back and a little bit of entertainment as well. Hmm. So it's fair to say that Shiny Side Up is uh, an avenue to open the lines of communication. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's important that. to have. Yeah, <laughs> it's important to have sort of that two-way communication with people. It's it's important to get feedback. We can't just sort of sit in our ivory tower and tell people how to be safe all the time. We need to hear from the riding community themselves. And you guys are motorcyclists yourselves? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, in, in the role, the reason why there's two of us doing it is John's the statistical and analysis guru who is, you know, the report writer, all that sort of stuff. And I tend to be on the motorcyclist side of things. So I've done that for a little while now. So, hmm. Right. Uh, so obviously we are recording live here in Nelson. We've got three more Bike Fest events plus a Stack More Talk series events and, and shinysideup.co.nz is a place to go to find out all about those. Um, more of the same as this in Christchurch, Tauranga and Kapiti coming up? Yep, yep. Same format, basically just sort of engaging with people, giving the community a bit of engagement, a bit of an entertainment as well. So there's stuff all over the show. I mean, there's so many vendors and other people here, uh, but uh, the, the, the things that Ride Forever have got going on are the, the helmet checks. Yep, so the helmet checks are actually being done um, by MSAC, so the MSAC's the Motorcycling Safety Advisory Council. Uh, so they are responsible for looking after the motorcycle safety levy um, and they're part funding shiny side up along with NZTA um, so they're doing the, the helmet check so looking at the worst helmets that they can find and then the worst one will get uh, a free $800 helmet from each event. 800 bucks that's a, that's a pretty swanky helmet too isn't it? Uh, and the other thing going on that uh, Ride Forever is doing is the chance to win $3,000 worth of riding gear right? Yeah the, gut, the guts of that is that anyone who attends a Ride Forever course between now and the end of June 30th of June um, goes into a database from which a draw is made where someone's going to win $3,000 worth of motorcycle gear. Now we're going to draw the line at certain parts of motorcycle gear um, but $3,000 is going to buy someone a real good helmet, a real good jacket, a real good pair of pants, a real good pair of gloves and a, a good pair of boots. Um, so anyone who attends a Ride Forever course between now and the end of the June uh, their name goes into that draw. From my experience that's not scrimping either. I mean $3,000 will buy you a good kit of gear. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, and I think we've proven through the, the motor cap testing of gear that Chris is doing um, and he's promoting it, and, you know, we, we promote motorcap.co.nz. Um, we've found that you don't have to spend the most money to get the most protection, you know. Um, they've got a, on motorcap.co.nz, they've got a pair of jeans that's worth 500 bucks that is one star rated, and they've got another pair of jeans which is $250, and they're a four star rated pair of jeans. So just throw in the most money you possibly can at buying motorcycle gear doesn't guarantee you you've got the safest gear you could possibly have so that's why we you know we've formed that relationship with MotorCap um, and that that informs riders choices you know when they're looking for new gear they it's somewhere they can go to um, to, to learn a little bit about how much protection they can expect to get from their gear because when you're sliding down the road you know the color of your gear doesn't make a whole lot of difference um, you, you want good abrasion resistance and just having a brand name splashed across the front of the jacket doesn't make it the safest jacket you can possibly wear hmm. Anyway, so that's three, 3K would really outfit a rider. Yeah, could do really well. And someone's going to be dead happy in the middle of winter to be getting a new riding suit. Right, well, I better shoot because I'm getting the wave. We are doing the uh, show and shine uh, prize giving next. A uh, chance for a rider to win, or a, a bike to win bike person a rider that's we a rider yeah, we're going to give that money to the rider $500 cash and $250 cash for uh, second place so we'll get into that and we'll get back into more shiny sign up goodness very shortly 
Now I'm all for bike modification, but when it comes to flashy lights and fluoro paint, nobody does it better than the New Zealand Police. Uh, your name please? I'm Senior Constable Grant Freeman, Christchurch Police. And why are you at Shiny Side Up? Uh, we're here basically to um, do some PR with the public and demonstrate our slow cone weaving skills and let people sit on the bikes and just interact with the public. You don't see these bikes often enough I don't think. When I saw them parked up outside the accommodation yesterday I had to come and have a closer look. What, 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 what bikes do you ride and what's so special about them? Uh, these are Honda ST1300s and they, they are a touring bike and we use them to in Christchurch to um, enforce traffic laws specifically cell phones, seat belts, uh, red light runners, anything where we can um, go to an intersection and watch people or we can go up between lines of traffic and observe people committing those sorts of offences and on um, weekends we go to Akaroa where there's a high number of um, high rate of motorcycle crashes and it's not just about enforcement we also like to engage with the public which is what we're doing today we would rather prevent something from happening than wait for it to happen and issue tickets if we can prevent it and not write out a ticket we've actually done our job as well now what kind of training goes into being a, a motorcycle policeman um, we do a two-week training course at uh, police college and it's a, a pass fail thing so you get, a, you get training and then we're given specific slow cone exercises to do braking tests um, and then every year after that we do an annual recertification which is the same slow cone weaving um, manoeuvres and the pass mark is 70% if we don't pass it we don't ride it's as simple as that it's quite difficult right and and what in your personal background what is it that, that, that leads you to becoming a, a motorcycle police officer uh, well my father was in the Ministry of Transport and was a motorcycle rider then so I've had my license since I was 16 I'm now 50 I've ridden motorcycles virtually all my life I've owned about a dozen motorcycles um, it's in my blood so when the job came up I, I jumped at it I'm very, I'm very lucky yeah um, if I can ask you about your gear uh, obviously this is standard issue I'm assuming what's the story there so the gear we're wearing currently is Revit um, the suit that I'm wearing has got mesh panels all over it which is very good in summer because these bikes do put out tons of heat and um, um, and the boots are just standard, like these are BMW boots, but we have, um, my partner's wearing city boots, SIDI. Um, we've got, our gear is very good, we're well looked after because it's all safety gear, yeah, well protected. And the Honda ST that you're riding, is that a standard issue or is it, is it modified in the country or do they make it like that? What's the story there? Yeah, this is what's known as a police special and lots of manufacturers do them, so simply put, it's a standard motorcycle, but it's built for police from the factory. So it comes from Japan with everything already on it. Lights and everything? Correct, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for uh, coming. Uh, thanks for taking the time to be here. I mean, you, you, you're from Christchurch, and we're up in Nelson, so it's a fair drive from home. Yep. Uh, and thanks very much for having Anna was on the podcast. No problem. Thanks a lot. And that about wraps us up from Shiny Side Up Bike Fest 2020 here in Nelson. What an absolutely magical, epic day. If you've got even a fleeting interest in motorcycles, I highly recommend you get along to next week in Christchurch, following week in Tauranga, following week in Kapiti. There are three more Bike Fest events. And if there's not a Bike Fest anywhere near you, or, you know, people have scheduling issues, make sure you get along to a Talk Series event. The Talk Series events are well worth the absolutely no money that you have to pay. It is crazy how good these are. Uh, so Shiny Side Up, it has been an absolute success. For more information about Shiny Side Up and Ride Forever and what ACC are doing to make sure you as a motorcyclist get home at the end of the day, check out rideforever.co.nz. This has been Kiwi Rider Podcast. You can email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. We'd love to hear you, we'd love to hear from you with any feedback that you might have. Make sure you check out kiwirider.co.nz 
and read the latest magazine as well. I've been Ray. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.